conservative? You bet. Controversial? Right again. It's time to squabble on The Jim Benson Show. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Jim Benson Show, conservative talk radio covering the issues that concern you here on the BBS radio network. As usual, there's a lot to talk about today with all the events that have taken place since our last show two weeks ago. We won't be able to cover all or even much of what I'd like to discuss, but I'm focusing on some of what I consider most important. If you've been following the news cycles on alternative media, you know about the continuing House Oversight and Accountability hearings, committee hearings in Washington last week where the IRS whistleblowers, two very brave, real Americans, including self-described gay Democrat Joseph Ziegler, insisting on doing what is right, testified, revealing yet more significant factual evidence detailing the corruption of the Biden family. This included confirmation to date of some 17 million paid to Biden family members through Shell Corporation bank accounts. Committee Chairman James Comer has said he wouldn't be surprised if eventually the committee is able to uncover up to 40 million or more in these highly suspicious Biden family payments from individuals and companies in communist China, Ukraine, Romania, and elsewhere. If you'll recall, the committee had previously uncovered some 10 million that had been funneled to Biden family members through these bank accounts. So it's an ongoing thing, just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Let's start today's sound files with an opening statement by House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer at the IRS whistleblower testimony hearing in Washington last week. Comer said these hearings are revealing factually that, quote, this has is this is an influence peddling scheme to enrich the Biden family, close quote. Play soundbite one, please. Without objection, Chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, Mr. Jason Smith of Missouri, is waved onto the committee for the purpose of making an opening statement and questioning the witnesses at today's committee hearing. I want to thank Chairman Smith and Chairman Jordan for their cooperation and working with the Oversight Committee on this investigation. This is an important joint effort that shows the American people that accountability matters regardless of your last name. For this hearing, opening statements will be limited to 10 minutes for the chair and 10 minutes for the ranking member. I now recognize myself for the purpose of making an opening statement. Since assuming our Republican majority in January, the House Oversight Committee has made historically fast progress in our investigation into the Biden family's influence peddling schemes. In just six months, we have obtained thousands of pages of financial records. This includes bank records for Biden family associates and suspicious activity reports generated by the Bidens and their associates' high-dollar or foreign business transactions. What these records reveal is astonishing. The Bidens created over 20 shell companies, most of which were created when Joe Biden was vice president. Bank records so far show the Biden family their business associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and related companies. A lot of this money poured in while Joe Biden was vice president. Despite creating many companies after vice president took office, the Biden family used associates companies to receive millions of dollars from foreign companies in China, Ukraine, and Romania. 
After foreign companies sent money to business associates' companies, the Bidens then received incremental payments over time to various different bank accounts. These complicated financial transactions were used deliberately to conceal the source of funds and total amounts. No normal business operates like this. What were the Bidens selling? Nothing but influence and access to the Biden network. This is an influence peddling scheme to enrich the Bidens. We need to know whether Joe Biden is compromised by these schemes and if our national security is threatened. During our investigation, our committee became aware through whistleblower disclosures provided to Senator Chuck Grassley that the FBI had an unclassified record that details an extortion and bribery scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a Burisma executive. This record was generated by a trusted confidential human source that the FBI has used for over a decade. It memorializes the source's conversations with the Burisma executive who claimed that he paid Joe Biden $5 million in exchange for certain actions. The Burisma executive told the confidential human source that he didn't pay the, quote, big guy, end quote, directly, but that he used so many bank accounts that it would take 10 years to unravel. Now, that sounds an awful lot like how the Bidens conduct business, using multiple bank accounts to hide the source and total amount of the money. Today, we have two brave, incredible IRS whistleblowers who have risked their careers to come forward and and provide important testimony. Thank you all for being here today. I know it was not an easy decision. Their testimony about the DOJ, FBI, and IRS's investigation of Hunter Biden confirms the committee's findings that there's nothing normal about the Biden family's business activity. The White House and Democrats would have Americans believe that our investigation is based on five years of conspiracy theories. But we have facts, and new evidence continues to be uncovered by our committee revealing the first family's corruption. The Bidens have put themselves first and Americans last. We will continue to follow the money trail and provide the answers, transparency, and accountability that Americans demand and deserve. As you would expect during last week's hearing, committee Democrats did all they could to discredit and distract from the testimony. Here are a few brief comments on their behavior from Newsmax's Rob Schmidt on his Rob Schmidt Tonight Show. Please play soundbite two. Voter will know that Joe Biden sold out his country for money by next November. And that's exactly the point. For Democrats today, it was quite a rough one because it's very hard to beat up on a well-spoken, well-respected, career federal employee gay Democrat when you're in the Democrat Party. The best the Dems could muster were these moments. Jamie Raskin with the same tired talking point that Gal Luft has been indicted himself, ignoring the fact that Luft and Joe Biden were being paid by the exact same Chinese communist agent. Whoops. And then you had Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy trying to claim that Biden wasn't president when this alleged obstruction began. Something made no sense to anybody in the room because the allegation here is that all of this was done to install Joe Biden as president, to get rid of Donald Trump. And then finally, you had Congresswoman Chantel Brown humiliating herself by trying to make this about race, which was probably the best part. Watch these goons embarrass themselves in a desperate attempt to protect their corrupted leader. The majority's long-promised star witness turns out to be a fugitive from American justice. Again, 
Joe Biden was not the president in April 2020, was he? It has to do with So I'm confused by your line of questioning. We're talking about an election to which uh, now President Biden was a part of. So he didn't have to be the president to have election meddling. No, but the question is this. Was he the president at that time in April 2020? Or, Mr. Chairman, what if we talked about the other unspoken two-tier justice system in this country? The one where people of color are subject to a deliberately harsher system at every turn. (laughs) Doing what they always do when they're cornered. Just scream racism. Usually works. Now, Gal Luft, uh, if you weren't aware, is, I believe, an Israeli citizen, uh, and he's just recently been indicted by the Department of Justice for supposedly being a Chinese communist spy, but not Hunter Biden, who's getting the same, as it was pointed out, is also being paid by the same Chinese communist energy company. Uh, And it took the DOJ no time to indict him once they found he he was being wanted by this committee to... uh, testify before the committee here while they sat on the Hunter Biden evidence for about five years and then come up with a sweetheart plea deal. Anyway, uh, here's more commentary on the Biden bribery and influence peddling operation by Newsmax's Chris Salcedo. As was pointed out, the scandal has involved Republicans covering for the Bidens as well as Democrats. Please play soundbite three. Once trusted institutions in this country, They truly fear President Trump and a government of, by, and for the people. Let's continue our analysis of an American government of, by, and for only the Democrats with two famed attorneys, former senior Justice Department official and former chief counsel for the Senate Intelligence Committee, Victoria Tunsing, and former chief counsel of the Senate Rules Committee and former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C., Joe DeGeneva. Hey, guys, welcome back. Victoria, I want to begin with you. The IRS whistleblower testifying on the Hill yesterday. Here's a portion from Democrat IRS Special Agent Joe Ziegler, the lead investigator in the Hunter Biden criminal case. Watch. Hunter Biden's accountants requested that he sign a representation letter stating that all the deductions were for business purposes and were being reported appropriately. Statements Hunter Biden made in his book completely contradicted what he was deducting as business deductions on his 2018 return. While writing his memoir, Hunter stated, I holed up inside the chateau for the first six weeks and learned how to cook crack. Hunter Biden allegedly falsely claimed business deductions for for payments made to the Chateau Marmont, a hotel room for his supposed drug dealer, sex club memberships, falsely referenced on the wire as a golf membership, hotels he was blacklisted from, and a Columbia University tuition payment for his adult daughter. Okay, Victoria, your reaction. Yeah, Chris, let me just say enough already about this Democratic mantra of Trump appointed David Weiss. That is so politically misleading that it it upsets the whole apple cart on the context on which people should view David Weiss. He had to be approved by two anti-Trump Democrat senators. And then he has, we know, we know Delaware well, Joe grew up there. He has been a friend of the Bidens for ages. They knew he was a wuss when they kept him, and he wanted to eat lunch in that town again. So what David Weiss has done is throw this case, and you hear that litany of tax violations, 
you can't help but gag. It's so disgusting. And the Democrats sit there and they're all in step. And they just kept saying he's a Trump appointee. Yeah. You know, there are people in jail doing for what Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal for uh, that he's accused of doing. Uh, Joe, all of this happened under Bill Barr. And it's not the only thing that happened under his watch. He also suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop. He's accused of ignoring voter fraud, as well as multiple whistleblower allegations. Is this why the GOP and Democrats appear to be united in protecting Democrats from facing justice? Because members of the GOP are also implicated in the betraying of our people in violation of our laws. I do think that's part of it. I think Bill Barr's role is unclear and, 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 and inexplicable. Uh, I simply do not understand some of the actions that he took as attorney general. And I would like to hear his answers, uh, either in public or in private. Because when you go back and you look at what David Weiss did, one of the most important things he did, which he had total control over, was he asked the defense attorneys. He did not ask the defense attorneys for an extension of the statute of limitations. So all the felony counts could continue to be considered. Why didn't he do that? He had total control over that, and it didn't get done. One of the things you have to understand is I was the United States attorney in the District of Columbia. That was such an incredible position, the the honor of it, the power, the ability to do good. I'm watching this guy, David Weiss, and I'm saying to myself, this guy, is he's he's a non-entity. No self-respecting U.S. attorney would ever tolerate what was done to him in these cases. As soon as the FBI and the IRS began to interfere in the election, in, in, the, in the investigation, he should have immediately either resigned or he should have sent in writing demands to the attorney general to fix what was going on. He did none of that. And the reason well, was he wanted the next job. He wanted a judgeship. Yeah, well, you know what? Mr. Weiss's story has been ever changing. That's also a red flag yes. for me. Don't forget that Bill Barr, while he was in the private sector, amassed a fortune of tens of millions of dollars representing big American corporations with big business in communist China. I consider Bill Barr a deep state mole. I think they have something on him. And he, they called in their favors, and he is helping out the deep state. Jim Hoft founder and editor of thegatewaypundit.com, posted an article on his website today that includes the following. Quote, on Friday, Rudy Giuliani, and these are my comments, who, by the way, Rudy Giuliani is a highly respected former federal prosecutor. Continuing on to the quote, Rudy Giuliani told the War Room, that's uh, the program that's put out every day by uh, uh, Steve Bannon, former Trump advisor, told the War Room audience the evidence collected against the Biden crime family is, quote, the strongest case I've ever seen, unquote, and greater than the evidence his team had in New York in the 1980s to take down the mafia's five families. So what now, says Jim Hoff, continuing on his article, what will Republicans do next? How will this end? Democrats are moving to jail President Trump on illegitimate charges in garbage court cases. Where are the Republicans? Off ass, who he referred to earlier as weak and feckless. Quote, we all know the answer to this, Hoff says. Before Joe Biden is impeached, he will have a slip, a fall, or a medical emergency. His administration will tearfully announce Joe is stepping down from office. 
Democrats and their lapdog media will then insist the Biden crime story is, quote, yesterday's news, unquote, and, quote, has already been prosecuted, close quote. I guess they're referring to Hunter Biden there. The American public will be lectured on what a great leader Joe Biden was and how he should be forever honored in our memories and the history books. Republican leadership and uniparty members will breathe a sigh of relief that they will not be forced to go through impeachment proceedings. They will tell us, quote, this is not what who we are, close quote. Just watch, Hoff continues, you know this is true, end quote. There does seem to be hesitancy to impeach Biden on the part of the Republican establishment. James Comer has defended the House Oversight and Accountability Committee's slow but steady and methodical approach to the Biden family corruption as necessary to conclusively establish factual evidence for impeachment. And it would appear that the rigged 2022 elections of so many Democrats that enabled their party to keep control of the Senate would make it much more difficult to get the Senate to go along with Biden's impeachment without overwhelming proof of grounds for impeachment. We'll have to see what comes of all this. It's interesting to note that the Communist Chinese Party's mouthpiece, the Global Times, just published an article claiming that the Biden administration has been frantically sending Anthony Blinken, the obsequious bowing Janet Yellen, and John Kerry to Beijing recently in hopes of reviving good relations with Beijing because, according to the Global Times, Democrats fear Republicans will make the case before the 2020 election, 2024 election that they could do a better job of dealing with the CCP. I say it's more likely, given the evidence of the CCP U.S. election cyber attacks, that Joe Biden and his handlers want to be sure Beijing will still be willing to keep waging these cyber attacks to help Democrats throw another election for them. And regarding the government's sickeningly corrupt preferential treatment of crack addict Hunter Biden, how about the recent revelations of cocaine being found in the White House and the Secret Service abruptly ending its supposed investigation and claiming They could not determine who deposited the baggie of the white powder there. Here's former Secret Service agent Dan Bongino, who hosts his own internet show of political commentary, declaring on Newsmax.com that the Secret Service does indeed know who left the cocaine in the White House, but is not saying because we are living in a socialist police state. Play soundbite four, please. Now let's bring in Dan Bongino, host of the Dan Bongino Show and author of The Gift of Failure. Dan, good to have an old friend, not old guy, but an old friend. Long time, Dan. Good to see you back yeah, on man. TV. Love doing it with you again. So can you weigh in on, on Trump announcing this morning that here it comes again, another indictment. They, they, just, they, they just can't leave the guy alone, can they? No, no, that well, they can't. Uh, well, let's just be clear about one thing. Let's just cut all the kind of, you know, right now okay we are living in a police state right now anyone who thinks otherwise just consult a history book seek professional mental help take a xanax i don't know what you need to do but if there was a 12-step guide to like here's your 12-step guide to implementing a socialist police state right we're already past step 12 we're on like the sequel to that book now we're already there Political prosecution, censorship online, attacks on free speech, attacks targeted at specific religious groups, uh, people self-censoring because they're afraid of the government, the hiring of new IRS agents and personnel to target you and your money. We live in the police state now. Now, it's clear they fear Trump the most. 
because now, Eric, Trump knows where the bodies are buried. He had four years. We had, you know, the Abraham Accords, they had the tax cuts, regulatory reform, Supreme Court, justice, Supreme Court justices, great four years. But there were some issues there. The police state hit him the whole time. Some personnel issues. We, you know, I hope we fix this time and I think we will. But they are terrified of him because now he knows he's coming in with a battle plan. He knows where the bodies are buried. And uh, I, I believe, you know, if we don't take off like kind of the seven headed hydra and get rid of the people at the top of all of these agencies that are involved in these police state prosecutions, we're not going to go anywhere and get anything done because don't ever forget people are policy, Eric. The Constitution's great, the greatest governing document in the history uh, of any known sentient being. However, it's only as good as the people who respect it, right? Or else it's just a piece of paper. People are the darn policy, people. And we got to get rid of the people in charge now. That's 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 the biggest fear. The biggest fear is he gets back in and and cleans house. He says he's going to get rid of bureaucrats and they call him a fascist. Dan, we wanted to talk to you about this. I mean, this America cares that cocaine was found in the people's house, in in the White House. Now, you have a law enforcement background. Any question in your mind that the person who left that coke there is known to others? Well, I worked in the White House for four and a half years. I'm only 48 years old. So a decent portion of my life was spent working in the White House. I was an agent for 12 where I was working protection details as well and was intimately familiar with protection and security plans. So I know waves, the White House access visitor entry system and how it works. Listen, Eric, let, I mean, can we just, let, let, <laughs> I, you know, I haven't been on TV in a while, man. I've been kind of just like chilling a little bit, but can we just like talk in common sense terms? I worked there 12 years. We never found Coke in the White House in a decade plus two years I worked there in the Secret Service. And no friend has contacted me since. So we haven't found any coke in letters. Yet you get a guy who's on tape on his computer smoking the crack, you know, doing his thing with hookers. Looks like a UFC match. We don't know what the hell he's doing in there, right? The guy's got a history of drug use. The guy's got a history of lying. He moves into the White House. He was there on Friday. The crack's found on Sunday. And we're all sitting around like, man. Who the hell you think could have brought that coke in the White House? Uh, I don't know. Who could have possibly done it? Now, do I know it's Hunter Biden's crack? I don't know that. However, having been a former criminal investigator, I'm not stupid either. If you're looking for a list of suspects, suspect numero uno is Hunter Biden. You're not slipping in white powder into the White House without being escorted by staff or having some kind of a hard pass. Was it the staff? Doubt it, they're drug tested. Was it the Secret Service? No freaking way, brother. Uniform Division Secret Service? Nope. White House mess? Nope. They're military. They're drug tested too. So who is it? A hard pin staffer? A hard pin staffer is going to do coke in the White House? Hey, I feel like doing coke today. Where should I do it? Oh, let's do it in the White House. That's a great idea. Uh, I think it's fairly obvious this is either some Biden family member or a friend of that said person who was escorted in. I'm going to say one more thing, because let's just say some people called me. I addressed this on my show today, but I want to put it on Newsmax, because you guys got a you know nice following here. Let's just say a friend called me up and said, don't preclude the possibility that the cocaine found in the White House there was not accidentally left behind. In other words, it was left there deliberately for someone to find, and let's just say someone else may have found it. So... That's a story I kind of heard from someone who may know a little something about something. We'll see what happens, but they know who it is. It's very, yeah, I agree. 
And yes, Trump tried to drain the swamp, but the deep state was too powerful, struck back, and Trump was removed from office and replaced by the supposedly, they would have you believe, wildly popular Joe Biden, who supposedly garnered more than 80 million votes in what they claim was the most free and fair election in history. No doubt the deep state has no intention of allowing Trump to return to the presidency, as many of them will be implicated in crimes. And it is launching an all-out effort to hold and keep their power. And so far, they've been successful. Here's Alex Jones on a recent show on Infowars.com with his take on the deep state's plot to defeat their opposition. Please play soundbite five. And I expect to see indictments uh, at the state level out of Georgia very soon. I expect to see indictments out of Arizona very soon. Indictments out of Pennsylvania. They're just going to indict and 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 indict. Because that's all they know how to do. And it won't matter if Trump goes up to 90% in polls with Republicans and 40 points ahead of Biden. Because they're outlawing free elections and they're getting ready to steal the next one. And they're letting you know, if you challenge us when we steal an election, we're going to lock your ass up. You know, they had elections when Stalin was dictator of Russia. He said, I don't care who casts the vote, I don't care who counts them. And you can cast votes all day long. But if you spoke out and said Stalin stole the election, you went for five years the first time to a forced labor camp. And they let you vote because they wanted to see how you voted. So most people didn't like Stalin, but they went in there, and or Lenin, they went in there and voted for him because they didn't want to get sent to a forced labor camp. Red alert, ladies and gentlemen. Deep State Dems launch plan to outlaw Republican Party, arrest political opposition. This is what a coup looks like. We are live. Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. And we're going to have open phones yet again today to break all this down and more. Now, remember, the Democrat Party lawyers ran all over the country in eight states with more than 10 members of Congress and filed lawsuits saying Gozer, MTG, and others because they were at the Capitol on January 6th. They were part of it. And so, by extension, they can't run for office because they're so popular. That's called election meddling. That's called outlawing your political opposition. The State Department working with Lula in Brazil this year and late last year stole the election from him. And they've now had the courts there outlaw Bolsonaro running for office for eight years. So it's just outrageous election meddling. And what are they saying? Oh, Jack Smith's getting ready to indict Trump for questioning the election. They say for raising money, saying the election was stolen. They say that's fraud. And they say for ordering people to attack the Capitol, which he didn't do. He did the opposite. And for getting alternate electors ready, something Barack Obama did when he ran for office the second time. Something Democrats in the New York Times bragged about, if you remember, even before the November election. And I remember making a big deal about this article. And sure enough, John Podesta, Hillary's chief advisor, was the chief advisor working with Obama for Biden. And we have the quotes from the actual Democrat Party war games where they said, we're not going to accept the election. We're going to have a new inauguration, probably in Colorado. And we're going to have alternate electors that we've already prepared that if Trump wins in such a big landslide, we're going to contest it with alternate electors. 
and they did this or tried this back with Al Gore versus George W. Bush. It's gone on. And we can play you countless videos of Democratic Party. But we should play them again. Guys, go get me compilations of Democrats challenging elections, challenging electors. Hell, they took the electors away from uh, in, in the primary. It's the same thing from uh, Bernie Sanders and gave it to Hillary when Bernie won a bunch of states, including California, by like 65%. They said, well, you know what? Hillary gets those. And we even talked to some of the Democrat Party electors. Uh, and they said, oh, we're just going to hand the votes from Bernie to Hillary. That's just the way it is. The delegates, the super delegates. That's what they call basically the electors during the primary. So the idea that what Trump did was illegal when it didn't approach 10% of what the Democrats have done, I would argue taking the electors away, the delegates away from Sanders, and then having the superdelegates vote after the ballots are cast and say, well, it's really for Hillary, I think that should be illegal. But the point is Democrats went a 1,000 miles further than Trump. Nothing Trump did even approached illegality. Uh, and it is standard procedure. And so Jack Smith, again, is just that much bigger of a fraud. And now they've had the attorney general of Michigan, who's literally run by Soros, indict a bunch of Republicans for being alternate electors. That's banning your political opposition. Here's former Trump advisor Steve Bannon on his war room program with a very brief comment on Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal. Play soundbite six, please. Well, as the Biden crime family, and remember this thing about the taxes on Hunter Biden and the in the in the firearm charges—that's all a misdirection play, away from his treason and influence peddling and direct sale uh, of the sellout of the country to the Chinese Communist Party. Continuing our discussions about election and ballot fraud and the largely rigged and stolen twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two elections. Here's some audio from another of Steve Bannon's War Room broadcasts as he interviews election integrity activist Mike Lindell about Lindell's upcoming Election Crime Bureau Summit next month. That's in the middle of August, I think 16th or 17th of August, in which Lindell and his team plan to go over the election situations in each of all 50 states and, and reveal a new plan to win in 2024. You can find out more about all this, along with a host of election fraud documentaries, on Lindell's website, frankspeech.com. Play soundbite seven, please. Brother, they come after you, and you're always upbeat. You're never down. I've never seen you be mean. I've never seen you be cross. I've never seen you be snipping at people. It's just, it's amazing. Is that the Holy Spirit, sir? Absolutely. I gave it all the Lord on February 18, 2017. And, and uh, that's all you can do. Just give it, give it up. And, uh, and uh, it's off of me. And, you know, I like to say, I'm very, I'm always optimistic. And uh, because I know who wins in the end. And, we, and uh, we're, you know, and it's all been on God's timing. You know, Steve, it never, it never surprises me the stuff I'm hearing that I hear every day. Just yesterday on my show, I had this gal from New York, and I found out here's how we're, we're not hearing all the all the stuff that's going on or that even went on in our country. Here, in New York had three hundred and fifty seven thousand more votes than voters in the twenty twenty election. Now I just found that out. I thought I was finding everything out. I found it all back then, and I'm, I thought Pennsylvania was the only state that pulled that stunt. And then you had. Uh, 
Then I found out that their voter rolls in New York who just got validated. They've all been contaminated from from 2020. And and uh, so we find out stuff every day. That's why it's going to be so important for this election crime bureau summit we're having. That's just the first day stuff when we're going to go through every single state, find out what happened and where their hope is. And you talk about hope and keeping your spirits up. You're going to learn a lot on that first day of the summit. Then the second day, obviously, we, we, we've all heard about, we're going to re- release the plan that's going to save our election platforms. And it's never been done before, never been tried before, but it's going to work. And I'm very excited about that. We're going to have a beautiful prototype and a proof of concept this fall with the elections in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Kentucky. And I was on the phone with uh, did a, last night with uh, people in Louisiana, and I've been talking to them this morning, actually, uh, uh, down there with uh, politicians down there, and uh, we got great things coming. So, um, you know, what's not to love about what's going on right now? Talk to me about the uh, talk to me about the company. You've, done, you've got a special sale for the War Room Posse. What do you got for us? Yeah, we've got it. It's through the Fourth of July. Actually, I'm celebrating my 20 years of inventing my pillow this month. Everybody, 20 year anniversary of inventing my pillow, and there it is. The My Pillow, our best pillow, the Giza Elegance My Pillows, come in four loft levels. This is the queen size. Everybody, 1998 with the promo code War Room. And then we have the king size, twenty nine ninety eight with the promo code War Room. You go to uh, Steve Square there. You go to MyPillow.com. Go down to see where you see Steve. Click on that. We put other specials on there today, too, for this great 4th of July uh, week we have coming up here. And uh, um, the, I just want to thank all of you guys out there at, that have uh, helped my pillow. The tax keep coming every day. Uh, we just got another one yesterday. They uh, they just want to bring down the company because they uh, we're um, they're not you know, going the war the war and posse has your back impossible and the Holy Spirit Holy yeah, Spirit and the war and posse impossible will take you down. Thanks, Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell, as you may know, is a former crack addict himself, who became a born again Christian and who is now a wealthy businessman. Even though the Macy Reed keeps saying, "Oh, he's falling apart. His company's dying." <laughs> He was taken off many of the big box stores, J.C. Penney and uh, Walmart. I don't. I still buy some things from Walmart, but when I found that, I stopped buying. Likewise, I still buy some things from J.C. Penney, but I'm cutting back on all that as much as I can. They're not going to carry Mike's products. I don't want to buy much of theirs. Anyway, once Lindell began speaking out about election fraud, he's been under, as I said, near constant vicious smear attacks by the mainstream pro-communist globalist monopoly capitalist media. His website, MyPillow.com, was taken down, as he mentioned here, in a cyber attack just the other day, but it's back up. Lindell, like most of us, other Trump supporters, originally believed we had a largely real judiciary who would help us expose and correct the voter and election fraud. Sadly, he has had to learn with the rest of us that this is not the case. And much of what he's tried to accomplish since the 2020 election has been thwarted by our largely corrupt judiciary and traitorous Republicans. Nevertheless, it may have been Liddell and his team's recommendation for voters to vote in person and on election day rather than it with early voting to throw off the cyber attack algorithms, that is election fraud computer programs monitoring and interfering with vote counts, that resulted in Republicans gaining control of the House of Representatives in the 2022 election. Retired Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McKinney 
whom I presume has contacts in the intelligence community, Lindell and others have been claiming that U.S. intelligence personnel have given CCP, its Communist Chinese Party, operatives access to a super-secret CIA-developed supercomputer system called The Hammer and an election interference program used with it called Scorecard. This system has allegedly been used to wage cyber attacks on U.S. elections, computer equipment nationwide in 2020 and the elections after it. In 2022, McKinney said these cyber attacks focused on the U.S. Senate candidates, including flipping some 320,000 votes cast for Trump-endorsed Pennsylvania U.S. Senate candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz to radical leftist Democrat John Fetterman, allowing Fetterman to win the Senate seat. With Democrat control of the Senate, it's less likely that an impeachment of Joe Biden would succeed, as we said earlier. The reported creator of the hammer and scorecard, former CIA civilian contractor Dennis Montgomery, who General McKinney has described as a true American patriot, has reportedly been placed under a lifetime gag order about the hammer and scorecard by U.S. Department of Justice and FBI officials after Montgomery reportedly turned over to them dozens of computer devices with information about alleged illegal spying on Americans using the hammer, which was what they were using it for originally, I understand. At the same time, the deep state apparatus has engaged in an ongoing and vicious smear campaign against Montgomery, implying that he is a con man and a liar. But as frankspeech.com broadcaster and political commentator Brandon House has observed, how is it that Montgomery could be so discredited when he's under a lifetime gag order under U.S. national security statutes? As I said, the hammer was originally illegally used to spy on millions of Americans, Montgomery has claimed, presumably to gather compromising information about them to use against some of them enforcing their support for the deep state. Are we now starting to get some idea about these strange people on? They're supposedly were conservative who now seem to support the radical left in this country. It's imperative if we are going to save the republic that we have got to learn the truth about the hammer and scorecard. And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to apologize. And if necessary, take corrective action to shut that system down. We've also got to protect our voting equipment from these cyber attacks, even if that means getting rid of it as well as stopping the well-organized and sophisticated ballot fraud that has occurred in 2020 and since. And how could all this have occurred, as I said, without the acquiescence of, if not the collusion, of traitorous Republicans? As I suggested in our last program, the real Republicans, supposedly in control of key swing state legislatures, if there are enough of them, should take over the Democrat and Rhino-controlled, that's Republican in name only, Rhino-controlled vote centers in places like Phoenix, Atlanta, Detroit, if possible. And I think they now have a majority Democrat legislature there. I could be wrong. And Philadelphia and elsewhere in the 2024 election cycle and ensure that they are running according to state and federal law. And I say the courts don't have the authority to step in and say, no, you can't do that. You have to let the local Democrats run this. Nonsense. Constitution says the state legislatures determine the manner of elections. There's a mysterious lawsuit involving Dennis Montgomery and his efforts at blowing the whistle on corrupt U.S. government and intelligence officials who reputedly commandeered the hammer and scorecard and used it to illegally spy on Americans and work with foreign adversaries to swing U.S. elections. We referred earlier to the Chinese cyber attacks on election equipment. 
Mike Lindell has promised to provide a lot more information about this on his website. Just recently, Lindell has announced that a judge has ruled that Montgomery can testify in open court about his whistleblower efforts, and it may be possible to at last shed some light on this whole rotten mess. You can learn more about all this on frankspeech.com and on Montgomery's own website, dennismontgomery.com. Here are Montgomery's current comments about this matter from his website, appearing under the subheading Whistleblower Efforts. Quote, I followed the proper state protocols for whistleblowing and raising issues, only to be ignored, arrested by force, prosecuted, persecuted, discredited, slandered, defamed, and libeled. I could have sold the data and made millions of dollars, but didn't. I could have sold secrets from every defense contractor in this country, but didn't. I could have dumped 600 million pages of sensitive information on Americans and their businesses on the Internet and fled to Russia, but didn't. I am determined to expose the truth about U.S. government spying on Americans and their businesses in FBI, CIA, NSA, domestic surveillance programs I worked in. Who gave the CIA authority to operate a domestic surveillance program inside the U.S.? Don't be fooled into thinking these FBI, CIA, NSA domestic surveillance programs only collect phone records. These illegal spying programs that targeted Americans collect sensitive personal and business information, including financial, phone, and medical records, internet searches, emails, SMS and MMS messages, images, login credentials, IRS records, social security information, IP addresses with geolocation information, corporate records, corporate intellectual property, attorney-client communications, attorney-client documents, voter information, voter records, government communications, classified documents, and more, all collected in these illegal spying programs I worked in. These domestic spying programs, Montgomery continues, were designed, directed, and supervised by U.S. government employees. George Tenet, CIA. John Brennan, CIA. Donald Kerr, CIA. Edward Charbonneau, CIA and James Clapper, DNI, as well as many U.S. government employees of the National Security Agency, Central Intelligence Agency, Department of Defense, Director of National Intelligence, and Homeland Security in surveillance contracts awarded. U.S. government employees who sat in these domestic surveillance briefings and approved massive domestic surveillance on Americans included Dick Cheney, Vice President, Carlotta Wells, Attorney DOJ in D.C., Rafael Gomez, DOJ Attorney D.C., Peter Kiesler, U.S. Attorney General, Greg Addington, USAO Reno, Nevada, Robert Mueller, Director of FBI, Deborah Curtis, DOJ Counterintelligence Attorney, fired by DOJ, Daniel Bogdan, U.S. Attorney, Nevada, fired by DOJ, James Baker, General Counsel, FBI, now Deputy Counsel, Twitter. That's when he wrote this. He, he's since been fired by Elon Musk. Paul Puglisi, USAO, fired by DOJ, Ronald C. Rackow, USAO, fired by DOJ, and 30 or more DOJ attorneys approved FBI, CIA, NSA domestic surveillance programs I worked in, Montgomery continues. My Wikipedia page appeared 10 days after I filed my first DOJ whistleblower complaint on illegal FBI, CIA, NSA domestic surveillance programs that I worked in. This is the same time the internet trolls began attacking me. Why is the U.S. government having to use Internet trolls as shills to attack me. The U.S. government has already been caught once violating my constitutional rights. Why didn't the U.S. government appeal the Nevada District Court ruling? Judge Cook caught the FBI red-handed tampering with documents they provided to the court. 
The U.S. government fired the U.S. attorney in Nevada, Daniel Bogdan, after the court exposed DOJ attorneys and FBI agents that filed false affidavits with the court, tampered with documents they produced to the court, and outright lied to the judge to get a search warrant to search my home and arrest me looking for classified documents. This bogus FBI raid on me and my family has cost us tens of billions of dollars. If it didn't take it didn't take Judge Cook long to figure out what the FBI that the FBI lied to the court in their search warrant request for the Montgomery home. The judge later concluded and stated, quote, the FBI was obviously looking for items that at the Montgomery home other than what they put in the search warrant, unquote. The judge was right, Montgomery continues. The FBI was looking for evidence. Robert Mueller and the FBI were operating FBI, CIA, NSA domestic surveillance programs in Nevada off the grid and far away from any congressional oversight. The U.S. government over the last 16 years has taken, seized, stolen, or refused to return 1,354 disk drives, 800 terabytes, 27.8 billion files taken from me. These disk drives contain my intellectual property with tens of millions of lines of sort code of computer programs I have been developing since 1975. What company would tolerate the U.S. government stealing their intellectual property when they had no rights, title, or interest in that property? Despite years of requests to the U.S. government, my intellectual property has not been returned to me, but they continue to use it and not pay for its use. Why has the U.S. government kept restrictive U.S. District Court gag orders on me for the last 16 years? I have nothing to hide, says Montgomery. Bad actors in the U.S. government sure do, unquote. Well, that's all we have for another program. As always, we hope you found today's content of interest and value. You can listen to a podcast of today's program when it's posted shortly on the Jim Benson Show pages here at bbsradio.com. Look for us again two weeks from today with another live broadcast in this same time slot. Have a great rest of your day and evening.